Today's episode of No Dunks is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we are here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Add to your flash briefing on Alexa or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, March 24th, and we're running just threes today. It's a real Gus Macker situation. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, we've got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And making the magic happen, it's J.D. Hello! There he is, and here we are. Thanks for joining us here on a Tuesday. Guys, last week, the NBA announced a free preview of NBA League Pass up until April 22nd to help ease the pain of having no hoops to watch during the coronavirus pandemic. So this is a smooth move here by Silver and Company because this offer gives you access to full-length and condensed replays of all the games from this season, which is pretty sweet. Hmm. But a few of you reached out to us via email and Twitter wondering, well, where does one start with these games? What are the most notable games? What should I even watch? So that's what we're doing here today. We're going to help you out a little bit, counting down the top 10 games to rewatch from the 2019-20 NBA season. And look, we did the homework on this. We've had the time, rewatched every single game, including the preseason. That's right. Just so wow. that we know the perfect <laughs> 10 games. We're not, we're not messing around here. We actually even got footage from some practices uh, that we've gone over, just to make sure if those were notable or not. Just the scrimmages, though. Th- yeah, that's No right. five on no, none. All five on five. That's but right. But we got them. All right, so... We're going to get into the top 10 games you should go back and watch from the 2019-20 season, but we got a few honorable mentions, all right? I'm going to hit you just in chronological order with these. October 23rd, 2019, the second night of the NBA season, that's when Kyrie scored 50 in his Nets debut, but it came in an overtime loss to the Wolves. Mm-hmm. That was a good, exciting type of uh, Kyrie game there. Oh, no doubt about it. And, you know, seeing Kyrie go out there and have a dominant game, you're thinking... Everything's good for the Brooklyn yeah, Nets. Yeah. All they did was trade uh, D'Angelo Russell for Kyrie Irving. Of course, they're going to be good. And, you know, things changed yeah, as ba- the season went on. Basketball is not, <laughs> is not math, as Tass right. once said. All right, October 27th, 2019, a few nights later, Jay Crowder hits the overtime buzzer-beating three versus the Nets, another game with the Nets. <laughs> this, I love this one because you had John Morant taking over late. You had him setting up the game-winning three. Um, he blocked Kyrie's jumper mm. at the end of regulation. Just a great, great entertaining game. So that one between the Grizzlies and the Nets on October 27th. October 30th. Look at all these games in early October. What a start to the season. Rockets-Wizards high-scoring duel. Okay, I almost had this one on our top 10 list, but I like a little defense sometimes to be played. This is the one where Harden went off for 59 points. Bradley Beal finished with 46. The Rockets beat the Wizards. This is not a typo. 159 to 158. In regulation. Unbelievable. That is just wild. 43 three-pointers were made, and the 317 points scored was the third highest combined point total in NBA history in a game that was decided in regulation. Four Wizards off the bench went for double figures. Mo Wagner had 12 <laughs> points in this game. Everybody was scoring. I think you can put Lee Ellis out there, and he's getting a couple of threes. In. Yeah, for sure. So that one, Rockets-Wizards, that high-scoring game. All right, November 8th, 2019, Boyan Bogdanovich. Buzzer beating three versus the Bucks. Okay, this is a great Jazz Bucks game. He flashed to the corner. He got a great look, splashed it home. Jazz beat the Bucks. 
uh, 103-100. This one, again, nearly cracked the top 10, but I decided to go with another game-winning bogey three. Is That's he the a, most clutch player in the league? I think so. It sounds I, like I it. I think so. He's always hitting buzzer-beating game-winning threes. Yeah. December 22nd, 2019. The Raptors rally from 30 down versus the Mavericks. Lee Ellis, if you're listening, please note that I did not include this in the actual top 10. <laughs> I am not a homer. I easily could have put this in. But the Raps were with without Siakam and Marcus All, and they flipped a 30-point deficit uh, into a win I mean, to record their largest comeback in franchise history. And I think one of the NBA's biggest comebacks in like a decade. Down 30 and uh, to still beat the Mavericks. Pretty, pretty impressive stuff. Final honorable mention here before we get into the real list. The All-Star Game. Yeah. It was great. February 16th, 2020, the 2020 NBA All-Star Game in Chicago. We were there. I double-checked because I wasn't 100% sure. We were there. No. Oh. <laughs> we, also, I checked that. I checked my ticket. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't know if you could actually watch, like, All-Star weekend things with your League Pass you know, subscription. Could you go back? Like, is it included with sure. all these regular season games? It is. It's there. And what appears to be, you know, you can watch Friday night's rookie or Rising Stars game and Saturday night stuff. So it's all there. Excellent. I actually missed the skills challenge, so I might go back and <laughs> <laughs> see how Bam took it home. You want to do a live periscope of us <laughs> watching the skills challenge? We, sure. We might have to. We might have to. Uh, so yeah, those are the honorable mentions. But let's get into the top ten games you need to rewatch from the 2019-20 NBA season. At number ten. December 28th, 2019, pandemonium at the end of the 76ers heat. We're going to have to push up, go for a steal. Try to trap. Uh-oh. Harris breaks away. Missed the dunk. Rebound. Simmons bats it out to MB. The Heat are going to have to foul. Down by two. Oh, Butler knocked it away. Here's Hero with eight seconds left for three. Yes! Oh, I love starting with a little Eric Reed on the call. <laughs> okay, so this one is crazy. That was at the end of regulation. This game went into overtime where the Heat pulled it out. But let's go through what happens at the end of this game in regulation. It is insane. You heard a little bit of it there. The Sixers are up to 25 seconds ago. So the Heat try to trap, do a little trap action. Tobias Harris breaks free. That's what you heard there. Mm-hmm. But he doinks the dunk. Oh, yeah. Like hardcore doink. Philly, though, gets the offensive <laughs> rebound. And the ball you know, finds its way to Embiid. Three Miami Heat players, they swarm him. They do the smart thing of, like, don't foul right away. We're going to have to foul, but don't foul right away. Let's see what the big man does here. Jimmy Butler whoop, pops the ball out perfectly, and the Heat go the other way, and Tyler Hero, he just, like, pulls up with three in transition. With a little bit of time left, too. Oh, yeah. He was, a... <laughs> he was feeling himself with yeah. that shot. He was like, yeah, 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 we're, we're doing this. So that he hits the three. The place is going bonkers. That's what you're hearing there. Miami's up one now with eight seconds left. So much more happens after that. So the ensuing possession, the Sixers get the ball to Embiid in the paint, like off an inbounds pass. Like he, he, you know, sort of creates some room. He gets it. But then, you know, what's better than three Miami Heat players swarming you? Four Miami <laughs> Heat players swarming you. They just pound on, the, you know, pounce on him. And Butler again comes up with the ball. Mm-hmm. He gets fouled. He goes to the line. Only hits one of two. So Miami is up two. All right, there's not a lot of time left here. Sixers got to go the length of the floor. Josh Richardson sort of does. Mm-hmm. He's about to jack up a pretty desperation-looking three. You know, Bam's playing it well. Good D there. Dragic fouls him. 
And he, like, no doubt fouls him. Oh, At first, you're like, whoa, what a weird call. And then you see the replay. You're like, he grabs his arm. That's exactly what Eric Reed is saying. He's like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And then they show the replay, the very first one. And they're like, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, like yeah, a, fine. Real, a really dumb <laughs> yeah. Dragic foul here. So Richardson goes to the line. He misses the first. I mean, practice your free throws, kids. Like, this is the point here. Mm-hmm. So he now has to intentionally miss the second one. He does. Ben Simmons comes flying in from the three-point line where he's lined up, and he gets the putback to go. But then there's, like, so much controversy because it's, did Josh Richardson free throw hit the rim? Because you got to hit the rim. You can't just whip it off the backboard. Because it hits hits the backboard, but it's really honestly tough to tell. Watching Mm -hmm. it back, it's like a couple of the angles, you're like, no No way way. that hits the rim. No way. Then there's one camera angle where you're like, oh my god, I think it does. And it's almost the farthest angle away, too, that you can finally see the ball just redirect a little bit. That's... This game is the replay fanatic's dream. Because oh. they go to two replays in the final second of regulation and get them both right. And it's obviously like a game-changing couple of calls right there. So, I mean, Joe Borgia, Monty McCutcheon, <laughs> Steve Javi going crazy at this game. They're like, solid replay, y'all. You guys crushed it. They're high-fiving yeah. them. Sakakas, yeah, we did it. This one's for us, boys. Yeah, so it is wild. Because then there is the whole thing. Did Simmons leave early when he was coming in? Like, there, it is just, it's pandemonium, yeah. as you heard. Like, it is a wild, uh, really entertaining game. You had a ton of Sixers uh, finishing in double figures. Embiid had a monster game, 35-11, and 11, despite some of those, obviously, um, bad turnovers late. He had seven guys in double figures. Jimmy Butler had a near 25-point triple-double. He had nine boards, nine assists. And the Heat did outlast the Sixers 9-8 in overtime. Two, at the time, stay undefeated sure. in that extra frame. So... That's, no, that's number 10. We need to start with a bang there. But that's Sixers Heat game. And whether or not you go back and watch these entire games, okay, you, you could do that. You got all the time in the world. Why not? But at least watch the condensed versions, oh, yeah. which are available on, on, of course, League Pass. Everywhere. It's, it's like a good nine or ten minute you know, recap of the game. They're pretty well done. Yeah, and I mean, I think we're maybe underselling a little bit how crazy that hero pull-up three was. Oh. There's like three guys standing around him, and I kind of think that they and he were all like, oh, we're actually not totally guarding him. So he just pops a three, drains it, and then smiling like he's a 14-year-old boy out there. (laughs) He looks so young after hitting I thought. If I remember correctly, too, he hit another big one down the stretch Mm -hmm. of that game and was, like, again, was sort of feeling it, and he's like, I'm going to let this go. Yeah, really, really fun game. That's at number 10. At number 9, February 25th, 2020, it's our first LeBron versus Zion Williamson showdown. 13 triple doubles now for LeBron James, tying Luka Doncic for the NBA lead. And going up against Williamson, fires, hits a three over Zion, who can only smile. He could only smile because the king loves big games. Brings out the best in them. Oh, yeah. This was awesome. This game, when you watch it back, you'll remember, oh, yeah, this is LeBron posting up Drew Holiday. This is that game. Yep. Because I feel like LeBron looks at his opponents. He sees a super hyped guy in Zion Williamson, and he says, that guy plays inside all the time. I'm playing inside all all the time tonight. And you're going to remember that, oh, yeah, LeBron can do anything Zion can do, despite the fact that he's getting to be up there in age for an NBA player, but it's great. Like, LeBron in the post against Drew Holiday, they're running crazy actions to get him touches down there, and Drew Holiday is an excellent defender, but he cannot hold LeBron at all in the post. You see Drew after LeBron is getting buckets, like grabbing the ball and slamming it down and catching it, just looking totally dejected. Like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) I know. Somebody help me here. This is not fair. You're right. And LeBron... And he's going to appear later on this list, of course. He does love these big games. Like, that. these 
the the narrative is huge coming into it. Oh, it's the phenom rookie, and oh, remember LeBron when you were 19 years old or 18 or whatever, and you were doing this. Well, that's what Zion's doing on his tear. And LeBron's like, all right, I'll score a season-high 40. I mean, he goes for 40 in this, what turns into a bit of a convincing Lakers win, mm-hmm. 118-109. But it was a close game for a good chunk of it. Zion had a good game, too. Yeah. You know, I think it was like 29 points in 32 minutes. Um, and then we had we had after this one LeBron giving plenty of praise to Zion. He's, he called him, <laughs> quote, very explosive and very quick for his size. That's true. Yeah. And that was after a few days prior. He had said, I never met the guy. Yeah. Never seen him before in my life. <laughs> he said I don't like know. I've times. never even heard his I don't name. Know. I don't know. I've never met him. I don't know. I've Zorban Billionson? Never heard of him. <laughs> never met him. Never met him. Uh, also a great LeBron dunk in this game. It's the one on Josh Hart. Oh, yeah. Uh, early on, you've got some great Zion one-hand rebound highlights. Yep, I love it. And the entire game, the Pelicans are wearing their striped jerseys. And nobody looks blockier than Zion in, <laughs> in a horizontal Like those Mardi Gras jersey. ones? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and was this not the game we had LeBron eating um, uh, red vines on the bench? Wow, was it? I think it Good was. Good question. I'm pretty sure it was. Someone have to fact check me on that one. But uh, yeah, must must watch material here with, with Zion going against yeah. LeBron. It was that game. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Um, crazy ESPN stat I saw from this one, too. LeBron has faced a fellow number one overall pick 356 times in his career. He's had the scoring advantage in 297 of those games. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Like nearly 300 of like the 350 against another number one overall pick. So for the most part, a damn good player, mm-hmm. um, you know, outside of uh, an Anthony Bennett or something like that. <laughs> uh, That's pretty crazy. And, uh, those are some stats for your ass right there. <laughs> Only reason I put that in there. All right, so yeah, LeBron versus Zion. It lived up to the hype. That's the beauty of that no game, um, that February 25th game. All right, at number eight, January 27th, 2020, De'Aaron Fox crafty at the free throw line as the Kings pull off a historic comeback versus the Wolves. Kings have a shot, and the Timberwolves foul. And now if you're De'Aaron Fox... You probably want to miss this second if you were making him second. Oh my goodness, Darren Fox throws it off the front of the rim and ties the game. Are you kidding? We're not kidding. That's what happened. This is, uh, we've seen this a couple times this season already. The well done, intentionally missed free throw, but (laughs) I don't think anyone's done it better than Darren Fox in this one. Now, the Kings trailed the Wolves by 17 points with less than 250 to go in the game. 17 points. It doesn't make sense. Even when you're watching it back, knowing the comeback happens, you're hearing like the Minnesota broadcasters, and they're like, oh, making a little close here. That's right. Got to finish off the game, you know, because <laughs> we've seen it so many times. A team is up by double digits, yep. and it's the final couple minutes of the game, and the other team starts making threes, but it's kind of just like it's going to maybe affect the gambling line, if anything else, but they don't stop missing, or they don't stop making threes, and they just keep hitting and hitting and hitting, and Buddy Heald is, just cannot miss oh, at some point, and then you're right, the, the Air, De'Aaron Fox uh, missed free throw is just wild. He's like, it's almost like he has scored the basket off the miss before anybody else at the free throw line has even moved off their blocks. Totally, totally. Yeah, you said it. Buddy Heald, the real hero of this game, he goes for 42 points, and he was hitting all these threes to even make it a game. He, you know, they were down 17 in the final three minutes, but they were down 27, like, in the game. Uh, to come back, the Kings did. But less than five seconds to go in regulation. So Fox is going to the line. He makes his first free throw, and he's like, well, I have to intentionally miss this one. And you're right, Trey. He, like, whips it off the front of the rim. It comes right back to him. He goes right in and grabs it, and then lays it in in, like, the blink of an eye, and the game's tied mm-hmm. with 3.6 seconds, uh, seconds left to go. So now 
One funny thing about this is that shot probably shouldn't have counted. The, the, the last two-minute report came out the day after, as they always do, and it said Fox entered the lane prior to the shot hitting the rim. <laughs> I watched it a million times. It's damn close, whether his foot you know, touches sure. down into the lane before that thing actually hits the rim. It's bang, bang, but, uh, you know, you come back from 27 yeah. or 17 that late, you got to count. Benefit of the doubt, for yeah, sure. very crafty. But, yeah, buddy, again, this one, the Fox thing is crazy, and you're going to want to watch this game for that, but Buddy Heald, I mean, it's like college buddy there where he's just like can't miss. Yeah, and he basically keeps the Kings in the game for yeah. the first half. He has 20 points, another 22 in the second half, and just insane shots. Fun, fun game. All right, at number seven. February 9th, 2020, Bogey hits the game winner versus the Rockets. Russell, back in the corner, P.J. Tucker for the win! P.J. Tucker with a cold-blooded three! 1.6 left to play. Ingles trying to get it in, having trouble. Bogdanovich, tough shot, he went in! The Utah Jazz have won it! G.D., Incredible work there, including P.J. Tucker's three in the corner, which looked to be the game winner. Oh, yeah, you heard them yeah. on the call. They were pretty damn confident about it. But uh, Bogdanovich, who was having a brutal night, too. That's the thing. It wasn't one of those games where he's like he had already hit five or six threes. He was at that point one and six from the floor. Uh, and it was just he was surprised he was even back in the game, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and he just hits like this basically a 30-footer, 29-footer, with two rockets in Harden and Tucker. I mean, they are... They're like coats. They're right all over They're them. draped on them. They're blankets. They're shawls. Uh, <laughs> they're all over them. And he somehow gets that thing to go to give the Jazz the 114-113 win. Yeah, if you're looking for big shots made in your clutch time uh, for a game to really count, this is the one because, like we said, Bogey obviously is the game winner. Tucker obviously hits the presumed game winner. Yeah. And not too much further before that, Robert Covington hits his first big shot oh, as a yeah, rocket, right? Yeah. Like he had played another game before that, but he hits like a big three from the wing where he's wide open. You're thinking, wow, they're looking good. No way they're going to blow this, but Boyan just chucks it up. Uh, it's a oh. tough shot and it's all net. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think the jazz get there. If not for Jordan Clarkson, who was incredible yep. in this game. He, uh, he, uh, he really points, helps. I think, yeah, yeah. 30 points. Uh, Mitchell went for 24 and six assists. He was good down the stretch as well. Maybe that's why Bogdanovich was thinking he wouldn't be back in the game because those two were kind of taking every shot for the Jazz and it was working out. Uh, but yeah, Jordan Clarkson kind of helped save the Jazz's season there in the middle of it. And this was a fun one to watch back because it's all makes, it feels like. Yeah, and that's exactly why I wanted to put this one, the this Bogdanovich game winner over the, the one I mentioned in honorable mentions against the Bucks because the Rockets, I mean... They're, they catch fire down the stretch. Like, they make this a game. Um, and you said the Covington shot, the Tucker shot, all that. And then, look, that shot, second spectrum data, they calculated the percentage, the probability of that shot going in, considering two guys are right on them and maybe foul them even. 12.6% probability, which I almost thought was high. Seems high. Like, he is, like, flicking it up. Two guys right there, but... You know, he has a knack for hitting these things. Yeah, he's clutch. It, it, despite having a rough night in this one. Uh, so there you go, Bogdanovich. This is, and look, I think this one is helped, too, by the fact that there's a bit of a rival between these two teams. I mean, the Jazz had been knocked out, eliminated by the Rockets' last mm-hmm. two playoff series, so there's something there, too. These are two teams that could be in the playoffs if we ever get the playoffs again, uh, you know, later this year. It's always a possibility. So a big, big win there for the Jazz and just an awesome Awesome game winner. Mind-boggling. I especially love that 
the Rockets broadcast is thinking it's over with PJ Tucker. Definitely. Ooh, yeah. You you don't want to say that. That's uh, the 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 uh, salami and cheese on the call. <laughs> I don't even think Swirsky would pull it out there. All right. At number six, November twenty third, two thousand nineteen. This one's for you, Trey. Zach Levine leads a miraculous Bulls comeback in Charlotte. Need a shot. Need some points quickly. Sada for three. Oh, big three by Sada. And they get some defense here. But they got a steal. He's got it right back. The Bulls with another chance. Levine. Oh, stop it! No. Stop it! Zach. Stop it, Zach Levine! Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Stacy King telling you to stop it. Wow. This one is also mind-boggling to go back and watch. It's what you said previously. Like, how do they still win this game? Because the Bulls trailed by 8 with 22.8 seconds to go in regulation. They were down 8 with, you know, less than, a sh- than one possession really to go. They managed to go on that 8-2 to two run. Uh, capped off by the near buzzer-beating game-winning three by Zach Levine. There was a little bit of time left. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the F.U. Boylan game from Zach Levine, oh, yeah. right? Because Levine finished with a career-high 49 points. He hit a career-high 13 threes. 13 threes. He had 27 in the fourth quarter, which is like a few short of uh, Michael Jordan's like franchise record. So, okay, that's pretty amazing. But this was like 24 hours after Boylan had benched Zach Levine uh, in the first quarter, I think it was, against the Heat. Because, you know, of lackadaisical Three egregious defensive mistakes, if I'm not mistaken. And this is, honestly, watching this again, this is Zach Levine, like, saying F you to Boylan. It's like, he just hits every three, especially down the stretch when they have no right of winning this game. And it's shots that you don't even think he's going to be getting up because there's there's one where he pump fakes, the ball comes out of his hands, he still grabs the ball and puts it up and knocks down the three. The game-winning three... He gets the steal almost underneath the basket. It takes about three steps out to get to the three-point line and drains it. I remember where I was when this game happened at the Fortress, watching Hawks versus Raptors, looking up at the scoreboard saying, oh my goodness, the Bulls are going to lose again. They're going to lose to the Hornets again. They're not going to make the playoffs. This is unbelievable. And then it's like, what? What? They actually pulled out a win here? Pulling up the highlights, seeing exactly what happened. Crazy. I was going to say, were we not passing around a phone? Yeah, definitely. For this one, yeah. saying, look at this. Look How did this, this happen? How did they win? How many threes did Zach Levine hit? What do you mean? It's now him and Curry with 13 in a game, and then Clay has 14? Mm-hmm. He's on that list? Yeah, he's on that list. And uh, I swear, I mean, if you watch it closely, you can see him uh, shooting sort of <laughs> daggers at Boylan every time he hits one, too. Uh, he must just hate that guy. <laughs> he, must, he must see him every day and be like, you are the reason I'm not in the All-Star game. Yeah. He just must despise him. So... An unbelievable Bulls comeback. They had no right to win this one again, and it's uh, mainly because of Zach Levine. Not only does he get the steal and the one that is the buzzer beater for, for, all, for all intents and purposes, but he has some that, like, he, he brings it down one time and, like, just pulls up from, like, what feels like 30 feet with like, a deep. couple guys mm-hmm. on and just splashes it home. It, it is fun to watch. And Sadoransky getting that big three in there, too. I know the Bulls. Kobe are, White makes a couple of yeah, plays. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, he attacks the rim on that one, gets a, a key <laughs> layup there late. So that Bulls comeback uh, versus the Hornets, number sixth on our list. All right, we still have half of our list to go. we got to get to the top five. But let's take a quick break to show love to our sponsors. Big catastrophe at the house last night, guys. I burned my wife's jambalaya. Are you serious? Yeah, it was bad. It's one of our favorites. We're all looking forward to it. She prepped it the day before. All I had to do was heat it up, and I 
destroyed what, it. What you for, you just forgot? I just kind of forgot. I was talking to my friend Derek, who lives in Mexico. Oh, I was FaceTiming. Up, Shout out to Derek. Yep. And uh, yeah, it just it, it was a smoking pile of just charred rice and sausage, oh. basically. <laughs> Like, is the pot ruined? Uh, no, we salvaged the pot, but okay. uh, it was bad. So, you know, I think you know where this is going. What did I do? What, what could I do? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Also, I already had my Jimmer Jams on. So, I hopped on DoorDash. Oh, nice. And, uh, you know, interacting with a DoorDasher doesn't sound like social distancing. I know, I know. So does DoorDash. Because now... DoorDash gives you the option to have them leave the food at your doorstep. Hmm. You literally have no interaction with them. This keeps you and the delivery person safe. And they don't have to see me in my Jimmy Jams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, you, what type of Jimmy Jams are you wearing? You got uh, you the know. little flap on the back so you can open it up? <laughs> I wish. I wish. You know, just bottoms and uh, an old T-shirt. Uh, sort of a track pant. Uh, yeah. yeah okay, and yeah, I got my new Birkenstocks and socks <laughs> on. Oh, my goodness. I'm just, I'm just living the life, yeah. man. Uh, and this, is, this part is not part of the ad copy. <laughs> None of this is, actually. Uh, I noticed that DoorDash right now is supporting local restaurants by not charging for delivery. At least that's the case here in Atlanta. Okay. I, and th I think that that's really great. It's something that I can really get behind because most restaurants, as you know, are struggling right now, especially the, small, the smaller ones. Yep. Uh, so a move like this could go a long way to keeping them afloat. And right now, our listeners get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NODUCKS. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code NODUNKS. Don't forget, code NODUNKS for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The Black Tux believes every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear, a suit, or tuxedo for their big day. Did you guys know that the Black Tux was actually started by two guys who had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could imagine? I, I knew that because I listened to our podcast. It's the only way I knew that. Well, did you realize it's the first ever Spite store? No. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Larry David. Oh, wow, it but, is. That's right. This is a whole Spite app. This is a Spite business. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And it turns out the Black Tux guys aren't alone in this frustration. Just listen to these one-star reviews from competitor tuck shops that shall not be named. This place sucks. They have moist scones and wobbly tables. Wait, my bad, my bad, that's a coffee shop. Here they are. Go elsewhere, this place is pretty terrible. Unless you're dressing like your grandpa for Halloween. We felt weird buying a suit from somebody so unhappy. We were afraid his bad vibes might follow us to our wedding day, so we left. When it comes to vibes on a wedding day, you wanna treat it like an Instagram sticker. Chill vibes only. Anyways, what I love about the Black Tux is that they have an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Just pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit. If online isn't your style, the Black Tux has spite showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding so you can check it one last time. Talk about a commitment. Whether you're buying your outfit or looking to rent, you won't find a formal wear experience or designs like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. So if you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons, right reasons, reasons. remember right. you're ready for all the right reasons, order your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off with code DUNKS at theblacktux.com, code DUNKS for 10% off your purchase. The Black Tux, 
formal wear for the moment. Let's merge these two together. Let's all rent tuxes and then get a little DoorDash in our mm. lives. Have a nice meal. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll Zoom each other, FaceTime each yeah. other. Excellent. Yeah, something there. Great idea. All right, so we're continuing to count down the top 10 games to rewatch from the 2019-20 NBA season because we all got free league pass. Shout out to the league for that. So at number five on our list, January 31st, 2020, Damian Lillard puts on a show in the first game at Staples since Kobe's tragic passing. Lillard, count it, and the foul. Damian Lillard lighting it up here at Staples Center. Ties the game and a chance for a four-point play. Damian Lillard said what he wanted to do was honor and respect Kobe Bryant's memory and then go out and compete like Kobe Bryant. And boy, did he ever. Damn right he did. Uh, super emotional night, of course, this one. it's uh, This one is wild to watch. Dame goes for 23 in the third quarter. That's the, the real gem of this game. That third quarter, if you're only going to watch a part of it, watch the third quarter of Lillard just catching fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the point where JVG on the call, the notorious JVG, Jeff Van Gundy, he goes, this is mesmerizing what we're seeing here. <laughs> and I watched it again. He's not wrong. The shots he's hitting, he has a near, you know, a near 48-point triple-double. Um, it's very, very close to lead the Blazers to the 127-119 win. And again, in a very emotional night coming the first game in Staples since Kobe's uh, passing. And it's, uh, it's something special, this one. Yeah, and it's so much different, I feel like, watching Lillard catch fire in that third quarter than, like, Zach Levine, because Lillard's shots are just as crazy as the ones Levine are taking, but you're like, those are going in. No big deal. These are easy shots for Damian Lillard. When he is on fire and he's shooting his heat checks, they don't feel like heat checks at all. It's just scary to watch, too, because he has... I feel like so few emotions regarding like uh, the way he's playing. He's like, let's keep it cool. I'll celebrate it with a couple of little celebrations here, and they're going to be very, very nice looking. Uh, but he's not like just barking at people. But man, he is a uh, he's killing in this game. It's awesome. He is definitely. I would probably imagine on most people's short list for guys that when they have it going are just must mm-hmm. watch. I mean, you know, Kyrie is special when I think he's when he can't miss. Um, Lillard for sure. It's there's I don't know if it is like the size that comes into play. It is maybe a little is a little different than if it's Embiid or something mm-hmm. like that, or even LeBron like or Giannis like a physical freak. It's like it's just something cool about a, a shorter guy, one of the smaller guys out on the floor. That's like he just can't be stopped. I mean Kemba's along those lines too. It's like it's just cool to watch. And he, you know, Lillard a lot of this you know deep threes, bomb threes, but uh, he has a big dunk in this mm-hmm. game too. He has a wicked finish over Anthony Davis. I remember at the rim like a little lefty like AD might win defensive player of the year challenge them he just scoops it up over him this is an entertaining game and again especially when you consider all that was going on around this time after Kobe's tragic passing and his daughter and everybody in that helicopter crash uh, Lillard coming out and putting it on a show in the Staples Center at number four December 3rd 2019 the Spurs beat the Rockets in double overtime despite Harden's 50 piece Spurs no timeout Walker flips high. Oh, I don't believe it. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, has just tied the game. This one, I had forgotten about this game. I got to be completely honest. Uh, when we were trying to build this, and then someone brought it up. Oh, what about that Spurs Rockets game? Didn't go double overtime and all that. This is must-watch material. That's why it's on the list. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, you heard it there. He hits a huge three. He caught fire. I mean, the Spurs were down 22 points. 
They win 135-133. He had a career-high 28, 18 in the fourth quarter, a lot of that coming from his hair. Uh, and he had the eight straight to close the game and force the overtime. And one of that, that three you just heard, he had an alley-oop dunk, and then he had those consecutive threes to tie it at 115 all. And he's got that one dunk where it does look like his hair is higher than the rim because yep. he's flying up there. Yeah. Um, if you're a Spurs fan, this is the Lonnie Walker game because yep. uh, basically his coming out party, you know, Pop was basically just like, just go crazy. We're trailing. We need somebody to bring us back, and he was able to do it. But if you're a Rockets fan, this is the Harden dunk game. That's right. Because, is- wild the controversy. Throws down a dunk on a fast break. Or does he? Yeah. Comes back out through the bottom, bounces out, play continues, game continues, protest denied. Yeah, that's exactly right. Happens in the fourth quarter, uh, you know, somewhat early in the fourth quarter, Harden on the breakaway dunk, and he does dunk it, and the ball just whoop, flips out, and then they like, no Very basket. Weird. It is weird. But, you know, I, I like, there's so much to like from this game, but it's one of those rare games to me where the overtime periods actually are great basketball. Because a lot of times you get, a really entertaining 48-minute regulation game, get to overtime, and it's like, it's just clunky, or a lot guys are tired, and whatever, right? This one, there are so many big shots in the overtime periods, left and right. Forbes hits a cool little floater mm-hmm. in the overtime period. Westbrook bounces off one of the Spurs bigs. He finishes in traffic. There's a classic Harden and one. DeRozan has a sick spin move post on Tucker. Um, and, and then one more at the end of regulation, after that Walker shot, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Purtle, he blocks Harden's layup attempt with less than a second to go, like an emphatic block mm-hmm. uh, to save the game at that point. Then you had, basically in the double overtime, DeRozan, I think, ends the game by taking a charge on Harden. And then I think it was the right call, too. Harden a little out of control, and it looked like oh, yeah. DeRozan was out of the out of the line there. He got his uh, heels out of the line. So it's a it's a wild game, especially, like you said, when you add in the whole Harden-Miss dunk. Sure. <laughs> it's crazy, and it's another... You know, one of these ones that's uh, always a fun, like, in-state rival between the, the Spurs and the Rockets. So go back and watch this one. Spurs, the Lonnie Walker game for the Spurs, the Harden infamous missed dunk or whatever for the Rockets fans, but they get it done in double overtime. At number three, February 13th, 2020, another double overtime game. Celtics, Clippers, double OT showdown in Boston. Walker met by Shabbat. Oh, what a move by Walker, breaking ankles, and then knocks it down. Kemba just drives hard here in the second to get Shamit moving his feet. Ooh, like you said, breaks some ankles, drops him off, and knocks down that three. So this was one of the final games before the All-Star break. It was coming on that TNT Thursday night before we all headed to Chicago. Um, and this is really the Jason Tatum game, I would think, mm-hmm. right? 39 points uh, to lead the Celtics to the victory in a, in a Back and forth affair with the Clippers. I mean, this is, or you can call this the Bill Simmons boner game, I guess, too. I'm sure he's going nuts in this one. This guy Tatum and the Celtics pulling off this victory against Clips. Because he was, Tatum was doing work at Ka- versus Kawhi at oh, yeah. times in this game. I remember us talking about this game after. Definitely. And you kept pointing out he was just, Tatum was so aggressive with his moves. Like, there was just no thinking. It was like, he wouldn't get the ball and, like, okay, now what am I going to do? It was just like, go. And he has that big drive late in the first overtime where he just blows by Kawhi. He, like, tucks it down a little bit and then kisses it off the glass. It's awesome. Tatum going nuts. It also is still a classic Sweet Lou game. Oh, yeah. He's hitting, you know, it's one of those games where he can't miss. And I would put him on that list of guys that are just, like, the awesome heat check guys like Lillard and stuff like that. So, that's a good one. Yeah, this was a great run. Uh, this is a great game. It was, like, right after, like you said, the All-Stars had just been announced. I guess it had probably been about two weeks. Um 
since Tatum was named to his first All-Star game, and he had been balling since then. Yeah. But this was the one where you're like, wow. Whoa. Okay, so he's the best player on your team now because, like you're saying, in the overtimes, you know, he's played 35 minutes already at that point or whatever it is, and he's just catching the ball and dusting Kawhi. Yeah. Like, no big deal at all. He was uh, just growing into the go-to guy for the Celtics as that game was happening. Uh, it was really fun to watch, and, yeah, there's a lot of lot of big plays in that game. Marcus Smart makes a whole bunch of clutch plays. Yep. Gordon Hayward makes p- clutch plays. There's a reason it went to two overtimes because – these are two really good teams, and they were both playing really well. Yeah, the only thing that sucks about this game is Paul George gets hurt early, so mm-hmm. we don't get a lot of PG in this. But even in the double overtime, we get the very rare like house of highlights, you know, and one mixtape move for a double overtime period where Ken- Kemba drops sure. Shamit, as we heard there. Like, I can't think of many instances in overtime or double overtimes <laughs> where a guy gets like folded basically in right. half you know it doesn't really happen in the in the extra period so uh that's amazing and one random note in rewatching this one because we have uh marv albert and kevin McHale on the call we get a, we get a part where i don't know why it makes me laugh so much lou williams i think he kicks it out to marcus morris and he hits a three and, and McHale likes it and he goes marcus morris senior he just adds the senior like after a little pause it's something very funny about the way he says it you'll have to go back and watch it for that to make any sense but uh yeah celtics clippers double overtime uh the showdown in boston there before the all-star break all right only two more left at number two on our list january 22nd 2020 zion williamson scores 17 straight points in his nba debut here's zion against aldridge gets it back Zion for four for four! Welcome to the NBA! Yeah, this was a thing that happened. Zion Williamson, his first career NBA game. I mean, it's must-watch for really a three-minute stretch. You don't even got to watch the whole game if you don't want to. Just watch the three-minute stretch in the fourth quarter when the dude scores 17 consecutive points. And the Smoothie King Center is just going mental. Like, they're just going insane. At one point, they're chanting MVP. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for and, a rookie in his first game. And it's like he hits that first three in this stretch. And, you know, there hadn't really been a huge Zion highlight up to that point in this game. He had through like that nice uh, cross-court pass sort of yeah. uh, off the rebound. But as soon as he makes that three, they're going crazy like they've won the championship. And that's the first three. And then he just comes down and keeps hitting these shots. And it's so funny to watch, too, because you can tell Zion it's his first game because, like, he's just, like, hopping around out there trying to post. Like, he has no idea what he's doing. No. But he also knows anytime, anything I throw up, it's going in right now. So keep shooting. Uh, that, was, that was fun to watch for sure. Yeah, I, I had forgotten in rewatching this that they actually lose the game, the Pelicans did. Yeah. The Spurs <laughs> pull out the victory, which is funny. But, yeah, Zion finished with 22 points, 7 boards, 8 of 11 shooting. Perfect 4 for 4 from 3. Um, I also love that because, remember, this was Zion in his, on his minutes restriction, right? So you, if you watch it, you you see guys coming to check in for Zion, like when he's on this bonker stretch here, and like Gentry keeps pulling them back to the <laughs> yeah. bench. He's like he doesn't really know what to do, and you, the broadcast is talking about it. They're like, like you know, what what does he do? do you you gotta like leave him in here. He can't yeah. miss a three, but you don't you know you're playing the long game. Of course, you don't want to get him injured and stuff like that. It's uh, it's wild stuff. He set the Pelicans franchise record for most points in a debut. Besting Anthony Davis's 21 points in your face back in 2012. So yeah, you got that going. But it it is it's wild. Like you get we got so hyped for the debut for Zion. We think oh he might dunk on somebody. Like who knows what the oops are gonna be like. Whatever. And it and it's weird that he ends up going four for four from three. And I mean I don't have it in front of me, but like 
what? He's hit one, three or something since two, maybe. He's hit two. He hit one. <laughs> uh, he hit the four on January twenty, January twenty second. That yeah. first game didn't hit another one until. February 23rd, and then he hit one in his last yeah. game before the break. Which, I mean, makes it even weirder Yeah, that there's just this three-minute stretch in the guy's first game where he suddenly turns into Ray Allen. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll become an incredible shooter in his career, and we'll look back at this and be like, oh, man, we should have known way back then. He made four straight threes. He's going to be a great shooter. But more than likely, we're going to look back and be like, remember when Zion hit four threes to start his NBA career and everybody was going crazy? But it was just, uh, I mean, it lived up to all the hype in a way that you totally weren't expecting. It felt like everybody was watching this game as it happened. And, you know, I got to give a major shout out to Lonzo Ball. He was just forcing the ball to Zion, like every time down. He knew it was up. He's like, this is awesome. I'm doing exactly what I can to get him going, to keep him going. Just throwing it to him any single time he want, yeah. any time he could. Yeah. This game really is, uh, it's the, the NBA's version of Tiger King. You know, it lived up to the hype. Everyone's telling you to watch Tiger King, and you're like, no way, it can be that good. It's that good, and that's what happened in this game. It's amazing. Uh, Zion, thank you so much for uh, cracking number two here on our list, but let's get to number one with a bang. November 1st, 2019, LeBron and Luka's triple-double duel in Dallas. Here is Bradley. James. James going to the rim, kicks to the corner. Green, a three to tie. He got it. We have overtime. So that's LeBron at the end of regulation kicking it to Danny Green in the corner, splashing the three, helped by a little holding uh, (laughs) off the ball, but uh, he knocked it down, and that got us into the overtime um, where the Lakers pulled it off. But this game, guys, I mean, first off, you have LeBron and Luka becoming the oldest and the youngest players in NBA history to record a 30-10-15 type of triple-double because the guys were racking up assists. Um, and you heard one of them there with Braun assisting on Danny Green's clutch overtime force in corner three. Uh, it is, it's similar to LeBron versus Zion, where LeBron's like, all right, yeah, okay, everybody's uh, you know bigging up Luca. Guy looks like the future. Well, let's just remember that I'm still the king here because I had also forgotten in this one. He just takes over overtime. I mean, LeBron is mm-hmm. like, it's all LeBron in the overtime. Nine points, two boards, two assists in the final five minutes of this game. Uh, the the stats don't matter as much if you don't get the W, uh, right. but you can just you can see the difference between that game against Zion where LeBron is posting every single time and this game playing against the perimeter guy in Luka Doncic. LeBron goes out 16 assists. He's operating out of the pick and roll for most of this game. He's playing as uh, a Doncic style point guard who is obviously playing like a LeBron style point guard, and I just think it's awesome to see his different approaches to these yeah. young guys who are coming for LeBron. And this was just a, like such a tone setting game for the season. I thought it was like LeBron's still there; he's still one of the three best guys in the league. Luca's probably there. You yeah. know, he's one of the top five guys in the league. And let's not forget Anthony Davis, thirty-one and eight. Like this is the first week basically of the season, second week. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we don't know exactly how the Lakers are going to be at that point. And you're just seeing, oh, yeah, Anthony Davis is an incredible player. Now he's actually on a good team. This is going to be a team that we're going to be following all season long. It just it was a perfect time to have that game and to have such incredible stats. It felt like a bit of a passing of the torch while also being like, mm, I'm not going to pass this torch. Yeah, but you can hold it. Have a look at this yeah, torch. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, now give it back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it was that was super fun. Yeah, the LA Times opening paragraph about this game is, quote, the seasoned bull and the young lion went toe-to-toe Friday night at the American Airlines Center. The Lakers LeBron and Mavericks Luka giving the fans a show to remember. Now that it, sounds like the Tiger King right that, there. That is more Tiger King, you're right. A lot of Tiger King talk in the office. Uh, but I will say about this one, too, like, I know we're, we're really 
you know, pitching this one because of the LeBron Luca storyline and the big stats in that. Watch the condensed version of the game. There are so many dunks and highlights in this game. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many from both sides, both the Mavs and the Lakers, of guys just, like, with wicked finishes. Um, so if, if you don't watch the whole thing, again, watch that 10-minute condensed version, and you will not be upset with the 10 minutes you just spent watching it because it's all highlights, I swear to God. Yeah, for sure. It is very, very fun. All right, so there are – our top 10 games to rewatch from the 2019-20 NBA season. I'm sure we missed a few of your favorites. I can hear you guys complaining already. That's fine. That's fine. That's part of the fun, guys. Let us know what games we missed because there's obviously many more out there. Email us, nodunksattheathletic.com to make your case for a game we missed or tweet at us at nodunksinc. Maybe you'll convince Trey and I to go back and uh, watch whatever you want to sell us on. I'm sure that'll work. In the meantime, guys... You know, stay safe, wash your hands, enjoy that free league pass. I hope you're still enjoying the podcast. We had a couple up on Monday for you guys to download. And on Wednesday, back to the beach, beach stepping, keep the cues coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. Like I said, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Brace the day, people. You could stay.